Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. So it is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Mmm. I'm smelling green in the studio today. That must mean it's Cashing Friday here with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thanks for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe so you get all of our content when it becomes available to you and get notified for it. You can check us out live on bellyup.tv too. If you miss an episode, that's okay. Just download the Fox TV Network app on your Samsung, LG, Roku, and Fire TV devices and look for the Belly Up Sports TV category or just stay up to date with the show when you're on the go and download us on your favorite podcast app. Please give us a five-star review. It greatly helps us out. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhauer. We're ready to talk about some DraftKings lineup cards for you guys here tonight. Absolutely. Thank God for some DraftKings after watching yet another exciting Thursday night football game. We had a 12-9 game, and then we had a 12-7 game last night. Can we, can we get past 12 as the high score? That's going to be my question next week for the Saints and the Cardinals. Should be better, but it's it's been brutal. So, yeah, we actually get to talk about some high scores. And, you know, today we're going to try to win you some money, too. We have Chaz Flaherty joining the show in the second half. Talk about some of our lock bets of the week. I have some of my prop bets, my underdog picks, picks which have been going very well up until this point. And, uh, yeah, we got some money to win for you guys, too. We also have the Jameson Williams Alabama autographed jersey that we're trying to give away at the end of the month. There's two ways to do it. You join our free DFS contest, which the link is in the description or is on our social media feeds at Show. If you win, your name gets put into the raffle. There is an easier way to win, though. You can join the Flex Fantasy app by going to flex.fan slash bellyupff. Signing up is completely free. 
You can import your Yahoo or Sleeper League that you drafted to take on a league that I drafted. And by doing so, if you beat me head-to-head, your name will also get put in. And I will do multiple tournaments of those as they fill, not tournaments, but head-to-head matchups as they fill up. So all you got to do, again, go to flex.fan slash bellyupff, look for MDFF show in the arena. You join. I'll put up at least up to five challenges. We'll see how many fill up. But if you win, that's the easiest way to get your name in, but also through the DraftKings challenge. Trying to get these jerseys away, guys. Great prizes for you. And all we really want is your engagement and your sign-up. Okay, Chris, before we get into it, I guess we got Shelly's already asking us a question. With Akers out, do you think Henderson is a better play than Kenneth Walker? My quick answer to that is no, because the problem is even with the the volume getting consolidated around to one running back heading into this weekend, it hasn't been very efficient no matter who's been back there because the offensive line has been so bad. Kenneth Walker is more talented than Darrell Henderson and on a team that's playing much better offensively. But what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I tend to agree. Look, you saw Seattle's been scoring about 30 or 40 points in the last couple of weeks. A team's offense is still kind of finding a stride. You know, Walker kind of just hit the ground running last week with the penny out. Um, on the flip side, this Rams offense, Henderson has been the guy, and he got a whole 45, 50 yards that first game. So I'm not really excited about playing him this week. All right, let's get into our DraftKings lineup cards, which is what we're here to do, baby. So what's your quarterback play? Well, I'm going with a guy that seemed to find his groove back last week. I think he's going to continue to find his groove this week. That's Tom Brady. Uh, Giselle knows Giselle. It doesn't matter. He's got his receivers back. So that's what matters to Tom Brady. He's starting to get his rhythm back. Pittsburgh's a nice team to kind of have a you know a little seven-on-seven drills out there and practice, get, get his rhythm back. So I like Tom Brady for a nice price tag because he had to start off so well at $6,300. Yeah, that's, you stole my uh, player value pick at the quarterback position because that was he was my value pick. He didn't quite crack my lineup, at least not my official one that I'm using against you guys. That's why we give you this advice. Hopefully, take some players into consideration for your lineups, but also you get the upper hand when you play against us in our tournament for the free giveaway of the Jameson Williams autographed jersey. The quarterback I did go with, because I did not go with Brady, was Josh Allen at $8,200. I'm not missing out on Josh Allen versus the Kansas City Chiefs and what is very much a revenge game. I have no doubt they've had this game circled on their calendar all year long. Yeah, give me some Josh Allen. I'm paying up at $8,200, and I don't care. Yeah, got some circle the wagons, I guess, is going to happen um, from back in the day to ESPN. So the Buffalo Bills, you think you're going to circle the wagon versus the Chiefs. I do like that pick. I think Josh Allen is still one of those values. I mean, $8,200, but when a, very few quarterbacks are doing anything you talked about this on yesterday's show about, you know, the elite quarterback versus the quarterbacks below those. The elite guys are the guys who are just producing. So when you have money in the bank at $8,200, not a bad play for us against the Chiefs. It's been rough at the quarterback position, especially as you get into these bye weeks, as I'm already seeing on the rankings. It gets brutal once you get past like 8, 9, 10 on those spots. All right, Chris, who's your RB1 this week? So I'm going to go with most of the reporting, not with, what the Patriots say or Belichick tends to do. And I'm going through Mondre Stevenson, $6,000. Uh, we saw when this guy doesn't have somebody to split the carries within the backfield, what he, this guy can do. I think this is not going to change versus Cleveland defense. Just gave up all kinds of yards to the Chargers. So I'm excited for Mondre Stevenson, $6,000 as an RB1 option this week. Well, gave up all kinds of yards, but also still banged up. They still haven't been able to get guys back like J.D. Vion Clowney and Still waiting to see if Miles Garrett's definitely going to go or not. Like they've just been banged up along that front seven, which is why 
they had given up all these all these rushing yards to everybody and watching Austin Eckler go for almost 200 yards rushing against them last week. And the trade for Deion Jones, I mean, that doesn't help them in the running game. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough show right now for Cleveland. And I do like the pick there of Ramondre Stevenson at $6,000. I'll tell you who I like even more is Raheem Moster at $5,700. Keeps creeping up. Pretty soon he's going to fall out of my price range to be able to keep throwing him in my lineup for what he does. But dominate the touches last week. Practicing full the last two days. He's good to go, even though he's listed as questionable. No concerns there. Minnesota, 21st against the running back. Great. Awesome. Give me Raheem Moster, who's taken over this backfield with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. So they're going to have to lean on the running back, I think, a little bit more, just like they did last week. They're going to keep this thing a little bit simple for them. So I expect another big game out of Raheem Moster this week at $5,700. Well, there's two things. One, I actually thought of Raheem Mostert, and as I scrolled through, I kind of didn't pick him because I figured I can't break your streak of having him in your lineup. No, 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 it's no, a no. fantastic matchup versus the Vikings, a team that definitely is soft versus the defense, versus the rush attack. Um, so Raheem Mostert is definitely a value. And as we saw last week, Game script doesn't matter because they can be down by 30 points and still run the ball. Yeah, that's the beauty of Mike McDaniel, right? So who's your RB2? So this guy didn't have to be down by 30, but was actually up a lot by, you know, put the team up by 30 eventually. That's Brees Hall, $5,800. I'm going to keep riding the hot hand. I'm a little worried that, you know, the Jets could be the Jets and do like the 49ers Patriot thing. They just switch it up on you for no reason. But as this guy continues to just rip off big runs and becomes more and more of a factor in that backfield, I love the matchup. I love the price tag going Brees Hall, $5,800. Yeah, look, I don't buy into this idea that Michael Carter is going to be the goal line back most weeks when he still has two touchdowns there at the goal line. I'm not overly concerned about it. Brees Hall season is here, and it's here to stay because the Jets' offensive line is actually blocking pretty well right now, surprisingly. Well, Tucker is doing a great job. They're getting holes, and Brees Hall is a talented, talented running back who also gives you some stuff through the air as well. Not to worry about Michael Carter. Last two weeks, Brees Hall has kind of dominated that backfield. Carter gets mixed in. But it doesn't really matter when they're getting that kind of volume out of the backfield. And $5,800, that might be the cheapest we see Brees Hall from here on out. So I definitely like it from that standpoint as well. Plus, did you see Saquon run versus Green Bay? Running right. awesome Green Bay defense. Yeah, you knew who's getting the ball. And yet Green Bay still couldn't stop it. So, yeah, with, with the Jets, I mean, the receivers have been disappointing as of late. But they could actually mix it up. It might not just be Brees Hall. So what happens then if they don't have one guy to focus on? Who knows? Uh, yeah, that, that game, the Jets, the Green Bay Packer game, that's going to be an interesting matchup to see. Like, do the Packers bounce back after an embarrassing loss to the Giants last week? and do the, Or do the Jets keep rising? Are they here to stay? It's going to be interesting to watch these two teams face off, heading in two very different directions at the moment. My RB2 is the free space of the week. That's Eno Benjamin at $4,600. That is the free space of the week. James Conner officially out. Darrell Williams officially out. So now you got Eno Benjamin getting... Probably all of the work. I'm not worried about Keontae Ingram getting mixed in there or anything like that. And $4,600 against the Seattle Seahawks for a guy who should get the majority volume. Yeah, sign me up for Eno Benjamin this week. Yeah, I had 14 and a half points left, you know, after Connor left last week. So he hadn't even start, had to spend some time and still was able to be effective. I love the Vitality. I love it so much so that I actually have to give spoiler that my flex option. So you are yeah, right. That is the free space. I, I this figured week. he would be in your lineup somewhere. That's okay. Who's your wide receiver one? Well, as a result, I'm going with some, uh, as Tom Brady kind of found his group, I think this guy's going to find his big play group, especially if Lattimore continues to be banged up the way that he has. I'm going with Jamar Chase, $7,700. Hang on the Saints team. He is out. I know. So I knew he was banged up earlier, and I believe he was supposed to be out. So he is going to be out. I love the matchup versus the Saints. 
What I also love is Jamar Chase has him kind of does thing, but coming home, going to New Orleans, going to put on a show, I think, at LSU for those faithful. I love Jamar Chase this week. Yeah, it'll be interesting, too. T. Higgins sounds like he could actually somehow be active after not really practicing most of the week. I think that actually bodes well for Jamar Chase because it gives them – they're not going to be able to just single in on Chase because when teams have done that, they've gotten burnt by Higgins. And I don't know if the Saints are going to want to do that right there. So I think that actually bodes well for Chase to actually get more plays down the field with Higgins back into the lineup. And, of course, Lattimore being out definitely helps, too. I go with my wide receiver one. If I'm playing Josh Allen, you know I'm playing the stack of Stephon Diggs, right? $8,400. Come on. It's like a gimme. You can't not do that if you're going to pay up in the first place. Make the investment. The Chiefs suck on defense, at least in the secondary anyway. Buffalo looks like the rate of roar. I want every piece of Buffalo I can. And Chris, I know usually you go wide receiver two, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Gabe Davis is my wide receiver two. I'm all in on Buffalo this week and their passing attack against Kansas City. All in. Very exciting. It's interesting to see how that goes. Definitely could be an exciting high-scoring game. So going on, I what I saw from Gabe Davis, and people were worried about the targets still. Look, when you score, you know, 80-yard touchdown passes, you're probably not going to get 15 targets that week. Just yeah. it's going to probably not happen. Who cares? <laughs> like, he doesn't need that many targets. So he's watching. Um, so this guy did get a lot of targets, just have a lot of yards or catches for it. But I also like his defensive matchup with their best player going to be out this week as well. And that's Christian Kirk. Uh, Christian Kirk did, you know, was open quite often. You know, Trevor Lawrence just didn't seem to find him. Um, I like the matchup in the middle of the field. I really like it with Shaq Leonard out again this week. So the Colts defense, we've seen them without him, is not the same defense, and particularly in the middle. Christian Kirk's playing that slot over receiver quite often. I suppose him to get pepper with targets. I suppose him to score a touchdown, and I like Christian Kirk for the value. Yeah, I brought this up yesterday in the show. Doug Peterson made some really interesting comments after last week that, look, He's like, we can't have this where Christian Kirk's not getting seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven targets is literally his quote. They're gonna feed him the ball against the Indianapolis Colts. There's no doubt about it in my mind. They'll get back on track. They're not as bad as what we saw against Houston. It was surprising, it was disappointing, but they're not as bad as what we saw against Houston. And Christian Kirk is the featured guy. He is the number one. They gotta get him the ball first before everybody else. I'm not off the bandwagon of, I think Christian Kirk is suddenly a wide receiver three, like some people are trying to suggest now after two bad games. Is he a talented elite receiver? I don't know if he's that, but the volume will dictate as such. He's still the guy they got to get featured. There's no reason to fret about this Indianapolis Colts defense. Fire up Christian Kirk. I like it there. Let's go into, let's go go to your wide receiver three because I hit mine back to back. So this other guy has been kind of a cheat code the last few weeks after he came with the IR and his injury. That's Jacoby Myers. People kind of forget that no matter who the quarterback's been, they love that slot receiver in New England. So not only do you have kind of the consolidation of targets or running back opportunities, you have a consolidation of targets in the passing game lately. So I like Jacoby Myers as one of those guys is kind of a sneaky nice option. $5,300 playing that Cleveland Browns defense as you talked about. Not only not stopping the run, they're not stopping anything. I got a similar slot guy, actually. I went with Rondale Moore at $4,200. Seattle's one of the worst teams against the slot. They're also one of the worst teams at giving up big plays down the field. I like Rondale Moore to get mixed into both, and everybody's going to get their eye caught on Marquise Brown, rightfully so. But Rondale Moore getting back to the slot now with A.J. Green healthy, he got all kinds of work last week, too. And I think against this team, is Seattle especially, I think we're going to see Rondell Moore push for near double digits, at least nine targets, I believe, this upcoming week. We might see a big play out of him finally, too. I like Rondell Moore a lot, especially paying down at that price tag as my wide receiver three. 
Well, that's one of the main things you're talking about. You know, we saw the volume, so we definitely know the volume's going to be there, and that's kind of what Greg Dorch was getting. It seems to be consistent in his offense, so that should be there. What I was excited is another week that he gets healthier. This guy's coming back from a hamstring with a guy who's built around his quickness and speed. As he gets his legs and his quickness, those big plays will come, and that's where I think the volume will pay off. So I think this could be a nice sneaky play, nice value as well. All right, here's the godforsaken question. I'm trying to figure out what direction you want to go with in DFS, and that's who, who's your tight end? Well, this wasn't hard for me because, as you talked about, Ronda Moore being, you know, really have a great matchup versus slot. Well, who guess has an even better matchup? Zach Ertz versus that Seattle secondary. This secondary, particularly the safety position, just hemorrhages points to the tight end position. Remember TJ Hawkinson a couple of weeks ago? Well, yeah. Zach Hurts gets a lot of targets consistently in this offense. Ronald Moore gets his. Marquise Brown gets his. So does Zach Hurts, and particularly in the red zone. I uh, love me some Zach Hurts this week, especially $4,900 price tag. Yeah, we're the same on that. I also have Zach Ertz. I'm, I'm just attacking the middle of the Seattle defense. That's all I'm trying to do all day long, every day right now. I don't think he has the uh, ability of a TJ Hawkinson to make those like 88-yard runs or anything after the catch, but a touchdown or two off of maybe 7 to 10 targets for Zach Ertz, who's been pretty consistent in that department anyway, at $4,900 in a PPR tournament league. Yeah, I'm rolling the dice on that. I'm not going to pay up for a guy like Travis Kelsey in a tough spot against Buffalo when I can get Zach Ertz, who's going to have a similar volume, way easier matchup, way cheaper price tag. So fire me up, Zach Ertz, all day, every day. I know you gave your flex already, so I'll give mine. Go with Darius Slayton. Take the shot against Baltimore. They give up the most big plays to wide receivers in the NFL. Darius Slayton looked like he actually had a pulse last week. Somebody has to in New York. I don't think all these little short RPO action throws over the middle part of the field is going to work against Baltimore. They're going to have to take a shot at some point. The only person on the field who has the ability to get that shot is Slayton right now. So I'm going to shoot my shot. He's only $3,800. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, it's the guy I have a couple of DS lives because as you saw him, you know, get targeted a lot. Don't forget, Daniel Jones kind of actually liked to throw this ball to him, you know, a couple years ago when he first came out. You know, uh, Slayton was their number one target that rookie year for him, a guy that he kind of featured and looked for not just down the field. Um, you know, we told Ken Gallagher disappeared because all he was basically used to do was down the field. We saw Slayton get a kind of different routes. We know they're still not healthy. Uh, Robinson's still not, you know, full practice. Tony's still not back. So when it comes to the Giants, they're going to play the most healthy, the best guys they have. Slayton is that guy and probably going to be the featured in the passing game again. All right, I know it's not exciting, but who's your defense? So this is going to be weird because I still have like $400 to play with so I could upgrade, <laughs> but I just have nobody I can really spend up to get that's worth it. 
and I didn't really want to change my life. So I'm going with the Carolina Panthers defense. Look, I know Carolina hasn't been what they're supposed to be, but they're playing the Rams. And one thing I just see constantly happen is it's like set hike sack. So if that's going to be this reality, and I'm not really sure it's going on with this Cam Akers situation, but the Rams are a team that could be on the verge of just totally imploding, in my opinion. And if they lose to Carolina, it could just be awful. So I'm just going to pile on on the Rams while it's, you know, go look at bad. And I'm going to go with Carolina's defense. Nice cheap price tag. You know, I'm not big on spending defense if I don't have to. And I think there's actually opportunity. There could be some upside. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people who are filling out DFS lineups talking about they want to go to Carolina Panthers. And I understand why. You always want to pay down when you can. And there's definitely a theory, an argument to be had here against the Rams. But if the Rams implode against Carolina, they're imploding in a way that I don't think they're capable of imploding just yet. I mean, you'd be talking about a team that just switched their head coach that has been awful to this point. If the Rams can't look like they have somewhat of a pulse from last year against this team, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So I didn't really want to play the Carolina game. I actually rather pay up for San Francisco playing against Atlanta. The 49ers defense has been the number one defense, not just in fantasy football, but in the NFL. And Atlanta, look, Mariota's only, th- you talk about everyone's harps on Justin Fields not throwing the ball. Mariota's only throwing the ball like 17 times right now himself. So Atlanta's just not putting up a ton of points. I ain't worried about their matchup. Even with Kyle Pitts back, who so scary, <laughs> not. So give me the San Francisco 49er defense at $3,700. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. 49ers defense looks good. Nice matchup this week. Like I said, I just don't usually spend money up on the defense, and I wasn't going to change the belts out of my lineup. So, but a good play. All right, so that's, this is the part of the show where we get into our, our players that didn't quite crack our lineups, but we do like the values on. Now, Chris, I already said you, you actually used the quarterback that I had a value on with Tom Brady. So do you have a quarterback of value? Yeah, the guy who continues to be the value week in, week out, and that's Geno Smith. You know, going against that Arizona team is real easy. Everybody's excited about the Arizona matchup. Well, Seattle's matchup's not too bad. Taja Lockett should be out there. It was clear as active um, or clear to play, I believe. So Geno Smith, $5,700, one of the better quarterback options you could have this week, oddly. Yeah, that's what I figured you went with. Uh, Tyler Lockett not on the injury report anymore. That was my big hindrance earlier in the week when I was putting this line together because I thought about Geno Smith. But then the Lockett situation came up, and I wasn't sure what that really entailed. Now it sounds like Lockett's off the injury report. He's going to be fine. So there's nothing that actually happened yesterday's practice. So now I'm like, yeah, go ahead, fire up Geno Smith with the way they've been playing, especially $5,700. That price tag has not caught up with how he's been playing as of late, which has been the QB2 over the past three weeks. So go ahead, pay down a quarterback, got a good value there. I definitely agree with that pick. At running back, I got the same team. Kenneth Walker, $5,400. The big playability is there. We don't know exactly what his involvement in the passing game will be just yet, but we know he'll definitely carry the rock and the workload against a great matchup against Arizona, who can't stop the run. $5,400. This will be the cheapest price tag Kenneth Walker will be at all season long. I guarantee it. I like it. I like that. It is one of the home runs. One of the things you could actually have as another fill in the blank for your lineups. A wonderful value. A lot of upside this week. A good play. So I'm not going to go with like a super value guy necessarily, but I think still a value for this week, particularly the matchup you talked about. Well, Leonard Fournette, you know, this guy's going to have a nice matchup versus a Pittsburgh team that may have quit on defense and you can definitely run the ball on. I think Brady's going to be well, okay. but Leonard... I tell you what, they're playing their JV squad. Anyway, <laughs> healthy. That's true. Um, so, I mean, the one thing that if you, I expect Brady to come out throwing, I'll expect him to be nice, 
But Leonard Fournette gets involved no matter what, and there's an easy opportunity for him to get some soft touchdowns in this game. So I like Leonard Fournette as a kind of a steal. Well, seven four hundred dollars one of those guys who could be an RB1 for sure this week, but not really has a price tag that matches that. All right, what about a wide receiver? Wide receiver is definitely interesting this week as well. Um, I'm looking at different options for I liked mostly was – hold on. Let me find my guy. Because I had three I, guys, actually, because I couldn't pick between one of the three to just make my one guys. So I had to put all three of them on my list. Well, why don't you go with your three? Because the one guy I have is you kind of the guy you, you have in your life, so I guess he's not that bad of a steal. Actually, I gave Davis a, another value because people just assume, like, oh, you know, he's not going to get the volume, whatever. I think he's going to store for another opportunity to have a huge game again this week. So I thought $65 for Gabe Davis was a value. But go ahead, your three. Yeah, the three guys, and I couldn't decide between these guys. So I got Romeo Dobbs at $4,800. I got Devin Duvernay at $4,700. And I got Isaiah McKenzie at $5,000. McKenzie being that if you want that Buffalo receiver who's not just paying up for digs or paying up for Gabriel Davis, we want a piece of that what could be a shootout game, then McKenzie's really good. I mean, Kansas City, also one of the worst teams against the slot. That's one of the areas you can really attack them out, if anything else. And he should be manning the slot position mostly to himself. I don't think Khalil Shakir is really going to cut into his playing time there. So I liked him at $5,000 since the price tag here. Devin Duvernay, Rashad Bateman's out. Duvernay's a Swiss Army Knife Blade, who also has the big play capability. We've been seeing that throughout the season, even when Rashad Bateman's on the field. So I really liked him at $4,700. And then Christian Watson's out. I do think this is a game that the Green Bay pass attack will not be as bad as it was last week. There should be a little bit more of a funnel to Dobbs. Cobb's not going to go get nine nine targets for seven grabs and 99 yards again the rest of the season. I, like, I, I put money on that. So Romeo Dobbs and Lazar, they get worked in, but Dobbs is the one who's sitting at $4,800. So I really love all three of those values in tournament and in cash plays. I love all those values. I love Duvray the most of all those values. My only question for Dobbs was that I was very confident last week. I don't know if, what I can bet on other than Cobb won't get those many yards again, but I, other than Green Bay's offense, I have no idea what to bank on right now. I'm going to bank on this. I'm going I'm to bank on this. Last week was the first week that they really just got away from the running game completely and tried to go back to being Aaron Rodgers leading the way. That's not what their offense is this year. I think they just go back to what they were doing the first four weeks before last week and get back to using the running game, and then Aaron Rodgers just efficient off of the workload that he gets. I just think they revert back. And that in and of itself against the Jets in Green Bay should be enough to get these guys eating. And real quick, I was going to throw another value at you at the receiver. Uh, this guy's been doing pretty good since the quarterback sticking over, but you know, even though the team hasn't, George Pickens has been quietly doing pretty good at $4,600, yeah. coming off back-to-back you know, good games, had 19 game before, 14 is pretty last game. So Pickens, even though that Pittsburgh offense isn't doing anything, he's still been involved. Yeah, I mean, just look at last week. They got completely blown out. I think, what was the, what was kind of, three, three was the final score. And Kenny, Pickett, three, yeah. Kenny Pickett still threw for 300 yards. That means there's yardage to be had there. If these guys actually get in the end zone, then you got some upside to go with it, which should be a thing for George Pickens in particular and the big plays available to you. So, yes, that's also an excellent value. What about a tight end? So my other tight end is with Shaq Leonard out. I think everybody remembers maybe week one. O.J. Howard used to be on people's radar for some reason because he scored a bunch of touchdowns versus that Colts defense, who is terrible in tight end position. So Evan Ingram is a nice value. $3,800 playing that team. Talk about you know Kirk being involved. I think Evan Ingram has a nice soft spot. Hopefully at one point he can have a big game. Like I said, O.J. Howard, I use him because he hasn't done anything else, but you're playing the same team that gave up all those touchdowns to O.J. Howard. If you decide to play to pay $200 more, you can get David Njoku at $4,000, who's been very good the last three weeks 
And he answered my last question I had for him, which was, if Amari Cooper's involved and Harrison Bryant is involved, can you still eat? Are they still going to allow you to do so? He answered that question last week when he still had a really nice game when those two things were in fact true. So now I'm all aboard to David Njoku train the rest of the way, getting the consistent volume you want to have. And all he needs to do is get in the end zone to really top you off on the upside too. Absolutely. That does it for our drafting lineups and our player values. Remember, go to our social media feeds at BillyUpMDFFShow. The links are all up. They're up there. Join the DFS contest for free. If you win, your name gets put into the raffle at the end of the month. Or go to flex.fan slash BillyUpFF, import your sleeper or Yahoo drafted league, and you can play against me against teams that I actually drafted too. And if you beat me head to head, your name also gets put into the giveaway at the end of the month, which is only two weeks away now. So gear up, baby. Let's go. One more thing before we hit the break. Chris, you and I officially discussing it last night. Two weeks from now, we'll have our Halloween special. It'll also be the MD, the debuting of the MD Monstars. More details on that to come and what that's all going to entail. But it's going to be a really, really fun show. And it's going to be on Friday night. It'll be the theme throughout the Cashing Friday show. So looking forward to that as well. And again, more details about how that's going to look. But right now, I want to hit, hit a quick break because we got Chaz Filardi in the green room. And I want to get to our lock bets of the week. So we'll be back and stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis. Or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. I'm smelling green. This is where we really make the money here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show on a cashing Friday. We're live right now on BillyUp.TV. We're live on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. Download the Foxy Network on your LG, Roku, Samsung, and Amazon Fire TV devices to catch our on-demand episodes. And definitely download us on your favorite podcast app so you can stay up to date with the show when you're on the go. 
As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. We got Chris Dauer back again. And of course, Chaz Filardi joined the show. Speaking of green. Speaking of green, how's it greening over there? Hold on, let's see, right? Yes, I'm just learning the greens. That's leaf. This is leaf, and this is low. (laughs) (laughs) How you been, Chaz? How you doing? Well, you know what? Chris and I are giving out nothing but winter, so we're doing okay. How you yeah. doing? I'm 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 doing good on my underdog picks. Not not yes. doing as quite as good. I'm doing good on the underdog picks, though. I'm not betting though, so let's focus <laughs> focus on. Let's Stop. get a focus little selfish here. Well, focus on my parlay. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't ready for Green Bay to totally crap to bed there against the Giants in London, but you know what are you gonna do? But I, you know what, it was nice because I woke up to that winner and I had Keatum and and I. I'm going to probably do it again this week. I'm putting more money on Green Bay early than I am later because I see the stats, and all they do is lose in the second half against the spread, you know? Yeah, well, they lost the game in the second half, too, yeah. so it's not, not just against yeah. the spread sometimes. All right, let's go ahead and dive to these games because we like to take our time and give you the best analysis that we possibly can throughout this segment. And first up, we got one of my lock bets. I can't even talk. My lock bet of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. One of my lock bets of the week. So this line's actually moved a little bit since I jotted down, but it is the 49ers at minus five as it stands right now against the Atlanta Falcons. I know the 49ers on defense are banged up, but that's no different than what they've been all year long. I still don't expect the Atlanta Falcons to be able to score all that much, and the 49ers will be able to just do what they do on offense, run the ball, be efficient, put up points here and there, and let their defense take care of the rest. I see them definitely covering this game by five points right now. Good. Yeah, I want to be a out of my 49ers picks every week so far. Yeah, you know, I want to be a San Francisco hater, but I can't, you know, talk vocally against that right now. They did outperform last week. They did impress me beating Carolina. I told you it was going to kind of show me what they were. I was impressed that they were able to beat a team they should beat. Um, they should be able to beat a land team, even though they're banked up, as you talked about. They should have, as long as they have Bosa, they have a chance on defense. So I think it's going to be the key. If he's out for any reason, I think they may be nice excited about that bet. But I, I understand you're thinking. They beat Carolina so bad they had to fire the coach afterwards. What do you think about that game, Chaz? Well, you know, I come prepared with my MD show OMG sheet. Uh, I liked San Francisco, but I can't bet against the 6-0 and Atlanta Falcons, or 5-0 and Atlanta Falcons, because they're 5-0 and against the spread. So, But listen to this number. The last touchdown that San Francisco allowed in the first quarter was December 5th. 2021. Ten straight games. They have not allowed a touchdown in the first quarter. Atlanta has allowed, allowed ten and a half or ten points or more in the first half for eight of the last nine. So that bodes well for San Francisco. I'd say so. I'd say so. All right, let's move it to our next. The over under on that game, by the way, is 45. That I am not touching one way or another. Uh, let's talk about our next game, which is another lock bet for me and another line that's moved. Lock them in. It's a lock. I had it locked in at Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. That line has now moved to minus nine and a half, and I don't care. I don't care because guess what? The Steelers don't have Mika Fitzpatrick. They don't have TJ Watt. They don't have a litany of other players. I don't know defensively how they're going to stop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who look like they're ready to get that offense going with how they've been trending with Tom Brady throwing the ball 52-plus times and having his weapons back and healthy. And don't forget that Buccaneers defense, yeah, they're pretty good in their own right too. So yeah, I'm taking the Bucks to definitely cover this game by at least 10 points. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I, I think Pittsburgh's still getting its bucket from last week's rough Buffalo, so I think this is you know they're just they're thinking they're just the same game. They're just going to show up and kind of go home. Doesn't matter who the quarterback, doesn't matter what the defense is. Tom Brady's going like I said, kind of a seven on seven drill for Tampa Bay to kind of get right in this game. There, yeah, I've, I've got Tampa Bay circled. Um, I don't have a lot, you know. Those first of all, it's bye week, right? So right. that threw me off a little. I it's like you know when you get to. The last chapter in homework, and it's only like a two-page chapter. It's really just a summary. But you wrote down you got to read all three chapters, and it's only two pages. Yeah. So, you know, there was like four games I didn't have to do. Uh, or, or four, uh, yeah, four, two, te- four, four two games, teams, four teams. teams yeah. yeah, two two games. But so, yeah, in the San Francisco one, here's what we have. Uh, not San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. In the first half at home, Pittsburgh has gone under the number seven of the last eight, and the other one was a push. So 0-7-1. and one. If you got the unders, you're winning there. Tampa Bay in the second half on the road, six and zero in their last six against the spread. That's for the the, the road second half and for the game. They're five and one against the spread. So so I have I have Tampa Bay. So the, I'm going to throw one of this thing out there from Chaz as we watch different shows. This is a game that I'm actually going to be betting heavy on the second half because I don't think that they will light, lighten up as the second half progresses. No, I expect them to try to put their throat, you know, foot to the throat. So that's one thing I'm excited about for the second well, the half. Of this game matches, yeah, you know, the thing about uh, Brady, you know, he's still, again, he's going through a difficult, difficult time emotionally. And, and that pain that you feel when, you know, when your heart is broken, you just got to throw the ball. Too. Throwing Giselle right through Mike Evans' <laughs> chest. That's, that's all he's trying to do. All right, we got the Jets and the Packers. I wanted to make this a lock bet too, but I, I couldn't do it. I I, I can't. I you can't know, there's, the there's nothing wrong with hearing that you say it's a lock and then you tell everybody that the lines move because obviously that's good for you. Yeah, well, it's, it's moving in my proper direction. Right, yeah. right. Uh, but with the Packers and Jets, that, that wasn't the case. So that line has stayed... At seven, the Packers minus seven. They are and it's in Green Bay. They should be a touchdown favorite against the Jets. The problem is that they haven't been putting anybody away. Even the games that they should win, even if they win them, they're not winning them by a lot. And the Jets are actually look like a team that's kind of competent right now. Robert Salah's got everybody all fired up. They're feeling all the juices and they got all these weapons that are starting to come through. So until the Packers actually play a brand of football that's meant to dominate people and not just keep it close to lesser opponents, I can't really take the Packers in this game. If I would bet anything, I'd bet the Jets plus seven, but I'm probably not going to touch this game either way. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, everything in my mind usually sees Aaron Rodgers respond and fold this week and show up the Jets. And the Jets historically, as Chad W to have is a bad franchise typically. Um, I do expect some regression for the Jets. I think they're feeling themselves a little bit, and they haven't really beat anybody. But after the debacle in London last week, I don't know what this team is. And you talked about playing down to their competition. This has been for two years where they love to slow the pace down for no reason versus a team that's actually probably more talented offensively than they are. So slowing it down is not going to help them. I don't think this is a good idea. I think this is a game that I think the Packers could cover. But I I agree with you. I think if I'm going to bet on this game, I'm betting on the Jets because I just don't see the killer instinct at Green Bay. What have you seen in this game, Chaz? Well, uh, first of all, 
I have bashed the Jets since Sports Betting Weekly started. So it's been nine, ten seasons, whatever it is, of bashing the Jets. I've bashed the Giants a few times, too. So the fact that these two teams combined are seven and three, I just wanted to say congratulations <laughs> to all those fans. Enjoy it while it lasts. I don't think it's going to last long. I really don't. I think Not that the, the, the cream rises to the top in the NFL. But in this game, uh, we, do have some, we have some stats that, that, that match that – Mimics what uh, Chris is saying. The Jets do allow points in the first half in the last 11 of their 12 games. Overall, they've allowed 10 points or more in the first half. But Green Bay in the second half, as we noted earlier, 1-8 against the spread. What about the other New York team? The Baltimore Ravens versus the New York Giants in New Jersey. This game right now, the Ravens are minus 5.5. The over are set at 45.5. I gotta think the bill comes due for the Giants at some point. Like they can't, they, they can't keep this up. They're not actually this good of a team, and it should. I said this last week, so I can't say it with the gusto that I did last week. But it should be running into a buzzsaw against the Baltimore Ravens. I will give them the caveat of Martindale, the defensive coordinator. He knows the Ravens pretty well. Maybe that gives them a puncher's chance. I don't know. If I'm gonna bet anything, though, I'm betting the Ravens minus five and a half and. My head says it should be a lot more confident than my heart does. But where are you, where are you at, Chris? I'm in the same exact spot. I want this so badly to be my lock bet of the week. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, I cannot believe this is five and a half. And I said, you know, all over the air when Chad talked about some of the bad teams, Carolina Panthers, 2021. Don't forget how good that team's quote unquote supposedly was. And then the wheels fell off. So I think the Giants are very similar built team. Having said that, and we talked about this off the air, my only concern is I have, do not have my hatred for Greg Roman. I am petrified that he's going to get outcoached in this game, that he will play down to his competition offensively because the Ravens don't mind playing ugly football for some reason. And I get worried that that could keep the game closer than it should be. So I do think the Ravens should cover. I want it to be by lock by the week. But as you pointed out, my heart's still like, what the hell happened last week? Right. Exactly. Chaz, help us out with the data. Well, remember, we talked about this a few weeks back. If the Giants have played at the Meadowland in the last two years, and you bet the under every single time, you won almost every single game. I think they just recently well, that, broke that's that 40, That's 45 and a half, actually, right now. Just and so what, what I'm showing is this data. In the Giants' first half, so they're 2-9 and nine against the spread. But at home for the game, the unders in their last 10 are 1, 8, and 1. So 1 over, 8 unders and a push. So 8 and 1 you would be. But in the for Baltimore, in the first quarter, in their last seven games, they've allowed two field goals, six points. So they've allowed six points in their last seven games. So, yeah, you know what? I, I'm on the under on this one. All right. I like that. That's, that's I think that's a really solid bet because I don't think there's going to be a lot of high scoring going on in this matchup. How about the Patriots and the Cleveland Browns? The Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The over-unders game is 43. Yeah, I don't expect a lot of points to be scored either, Vegas. I, I'm i taking the Browns. I, I, I can't wrap my brain around Bailey Zappi on the road. Being slash a slash Zappi. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> slash Zappi. Slash Zappi. Yeah, slash Zappi. I, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around him on the road actually winning against what is a decent team in Cleveland. And it's only a field goal. I know I sound real convincing, right? But the Browns is where I would go with this game. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to be even less convincing than you are. I am not touching this game with a 10-foot pole because <laughs> if anybody else could tell me what they know is going to happen, I am dying to know. 
Look, the Patriots have definitely been the less talented team for the last few weeks, but they continue to do Patriot things and somehow win because the other teams seem to play down to their competition. This is a team that can run the ball. Cleveland can't stop the run. Cleveland can run the ball. The Patriots aren't ready to stop in the run. So I think this could be a very quick game, running game, yes, but will. also a close game. So that's where I'm not touching it. This will probably be the first one o'clock game that's over. Go ahead, Chaz. Well, in the first quarter against the spread in their last eight games, Cleveland is seven and one, and they were six and zero oh when we had them, and then they lost, and then they won again. But in the second half on the road, New England nine and two against the spread. So that's the kind of game where I I mess my wife's head up. So I'm rooting for Cleveland because I got Cleveland in the first quarter, and then the, she doesn't know I'm rooting for other games. Then I'm back rooting for New England. Who's New England playing? They're playing Cleveland. I thought you were rooting for Cleveland. <laughs> So I have fun with her. That's funny. Hey, it's time for another lock bet of my week. Lock them in. It's a lock. I am locking in the Minnesota Vikings at minus three on the road against the Miami Dolphins. That over on our set at 45 and a half. Sorry, Skylar Thompson. I ain't believing in you yet, buddy. Minnesota Vikings are a good team, and I'm surprised that they're only favored by three points in this game. So, yeah, I'm hopping on that all the way with Minnesota. Should be a good matchup for them. Yeah, it's a good team that hasn't played so great on the road lately. But having said that, this game's not in prime time, I don't believe. So Kirk Cousins shouldn't implode. So they should be able to beat a third-string quarterback versus an offense that just got beat by that Jets team that we talked about earlier, 40-16. to So I think there's a good chance this could be definitely one of your locks of the week. Chaz, you going to back me up with data here? Uh, No. Oh. Sorry. The only money, Uh, my only money line play of the week. Is Miami only one? <laughs> so what? What's the first thing that jumps in my head is the. Uh, it's not like Chris went, you know, all in on Minnesota, but you guys went all in earlier. This I forget who it was on, and I went against you, and I paid attention to it. So I I pay attention to these things. So here's the reason I'm going money line, just the solo play money line. I'm not going to key it to any parlays because Miami at home in the first half in their last eight is seven and one against the spread. Second half. Against the spread, they're six and one at home, and against in the for the entire game in their last eight, they're seven and one. So I, I'm just gonna run with those numbers, and I've done pretty good with my money lines. I hit a three teamer last time. Right? Last well, time. I'll give you this too, Chaz. You know the Vikings weren't able to put Chicago away last week either, so it's not like they were able to kind of beat anybody necessarily. Chicago, good. Chicago, yeah, Chicago it's... did something <laughs> that it was unbelievable when I look back because I really wasn't paying attention to the game but they were on the five yard line like three times I saw they were on the five yard line so you just assume the next time you look it won't be a zero and every time the next time I looked it was a zero finally I, I, I looked and I asked a couple people and I looked online and figured out what happened but it was ugly yeah you know, that, that game was ugly before does your data reflect, though, when a team has a third-string quarterback? No, not at all. No, no, not at all. And that's the thing about it. Sometimes that benefits me because I say, you know what, I just can't bet against those numbers. When you look at the sheet and you turn to the second easy sheet, you guys have seen the easy sheets, and it's all W's. It's all W's as far as I can look. I don't have to think. I'm not handicapping. I'm just saying – I'm going to continue to bet W's. The same way when I we talk about it every week. I go to Vegas. AFC, NFC weekend, by the way, guys, is the 29th of January. 
I already got my tickets. Get your tickets. We'd love to have you two there with us. Nice. But anyway, the bottom line is, if I walk up to a table and it's three reds in a row, I'm going to keep betting red till it's turning black and I'm going to walk away. Okay. Okay. We'll have to see about this one. How about the Saints and the Bengals? So this game is in New Orleans. The Bengals are favored at minus three. That line's moved, actually, because earlier in the week, it was, I believe it was like a minus two line. So now it's fair, it's going in the favor of the Bengals a little bit more. I don't know if that's because of the news of T. Higgins looking like he's actually going to play when he wasn't going to before. I don't know if it's because the Saints defense is actually pretty banged up in this game heading into that matchup or a mixture of the two. The over-under set at 43. That I'm not touching. I think Burrow goes home and lights it up especially with Marshawn Lattimore out, doesn't really have anything hindering his weapons. I think Chase gets hits the big play. So I think Joe Burrow is going to pull on a show going back to New Orleans. No revenge game for Andy Dalton here. I'm taking the Bengals to cover minus three. Ooh, I want to be as brazen as you are, but I am not. I like New Orleans. New Orleans is a team that when they play New Orleans, is a whole different team. No matter how good or bad they are, they're a different team. I would Cincinnati agree it wasn't put- Joe Burrow. Well, I'm going to say this is where I have a little problem with because it is Joe Burrow. Cincinnati hasn't really been able to put anybody away that they should beat necessarily this year either and hasn't been all that impressive, particularly when it comes to offense. Now, that this is a good matchup for them, but I think that it's going to be a little interesting to see if this defense is going to continue to hold up, particularly in the Dome. Like I said, the Saints offense suddenly finds itself somehow, some way when they play in New Orleans. What are you looking at, Chaz? I have Cincinnati on my sheet, and what I have here is that uh, Cincinnati – in 11 of their last 12 for the second half have gone under nine straight second half under and Cincinnati parlays have hit. Now we had it last week, but the line moved. So we got it when it opened at two and a half. And that was the game where like it was uh, Baltimore won at the end, right? On a long kick. Yeah. I think it was by two, but I was getting two and a half. And then the line moved to one, so uh, so it kept going for me. And that's the other thing about the data, you know, the data is a is a screenshot, guys, of of a number. And as you talk about it, Dan, already three or four times today, numbers move all the time. The story I have is when I was in a room with a guy. We both had separate teams. We both lost. That's why I say point spreads are Satan's tool. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably not wrong about that, Jack. Here's another one. Cincinnati on the road for games has allowed 21 or less in 10 of 11. I gave out this play on 93.7 The Fan. It's uh, Cincinnati and under is my par- two-team parlay special of the week. Very nice. Very I like nice. It. I don't do radio voice well. You know what I mean? <laughs> he did pretty well there, I think. <clears throat> <laughs> what about the Jaguars and the Colts? Colts are favored minus two and a half. It's in Indianapolis. The overrunner is a whopping 42. Can the Colts actually beat the Jaguars? I'm surprised they're even favored. I'm pretty sure Frank Reich hasn't done it yet. I'm just saying. I'm not touching this game, by the way. Chris, go ahead. No, I'm with you. I'm not touching it either. And I don't know if they had it's still Matt Ryan. The quarterback didn't change, so that didn't help, it seems like. So you can't put it all on Carson Wentz. The loss last year or last, what, six years now in Jacksonville? So they just lose this team, but they usually split. So I am interested to see if they're able to kind of bounce back this week and kind of get that victory. But I am with you. I am not touching this game because I do not like what I see at the Colts at all. Jacksonville should win, but they should have won last week, and Trevor Lawrence needs to step his game up a little bit. Any data here? Yes, there is. Jacksonville, uh, seven straight L's in the game against the spread. 
Uh, Jacksonville, 10 straight unders. So, duh, Jacksonville and under, or betting against Jacksonville, or in this case, the Colts and under, would be a play. But Indy at home in the first half has has nine straight games where they've scored 10 points or more. And I I always use those guys because I see them. They jump out at me. I write them down there, and oh, my God, right? That's a lot, a long time. Well, I forget what it was. Listen, nine straight. Nine straight. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. There's only 18 games or 17 games. So that's almost half a season. That's like but five quarterbacks where, for the Colts. But where it comes into play is like the other week when it was 0-0 with 10 minutes to go, and they knocked the number down to six and a half in right. live action. So I hop on it, and they end up getting their 10. They kicked the field goal and scored a touchdown. So that's the, another that's reason <laughs> when, you, when you're looking at this data, it's not just um, – going against a third-string quarterback and stuff. It's looking at what the team has done and when they've done it, and then in live action, pouncing. I'll give you some data that I picked up on. That that's a team that you can definitely score only in the fourth quarter of the Colts. They don't do anything in the rest of the game, so if you're going to bet any points being scored, bet the Colts are going to score their points in the fourth quarter. And you can do that nowadays, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. When I first started Sports Betting Weekly, you couldn't bet fourth quarters. Matt Ryan right the over on the fourth quarter. That's the beauty of it, fellas. That's why we do these shows now. You can bet anything at any it. time. You got it. What about the Arizona Cardinals against the Seattle Seahawks? This has the second highest over under of the week at 50 and a half. The Cardinals and the Seahawks. Who would have thought that heading into this season? The spread, Seahawks are at home, plus two and a half for Seattle. They are the underdogs at home. First, let's just give this spread completely credit to Seattle for both the offense and defense because they're basically being the ones be- being counted. You know, Arizona's offense hasn't done squat this entire season, but we know that the, it, Seattle gives up points at an incredible pace. They get, everybody gets 30 versus like, it's similar to Detroit. So yeah. it's, they're able to score. They give up a lot of points. So that's where you're getting that high and over and under. This is a game where I'm, I'm going to kind of defer to the experts because I have not a good feel of this game. I think Seattle, I like Seattle at home typically. Um, I don't love Arizona, what I've seen this year, but Arizona should be the more talented team. But the, has that worked out this season? So. Well, I love the over because, look, Seattle gives up too many points. Arizona's going to score. Seattle will also score. This is definitely going over 50. I feel pretty strongly about that. I'm not betting the game as far as which team's going to win. To my mind, it's a pick and I can see it going either way. But, Chaz, what do you see? Well, Arizona in the first half in their last 10 games has covered once, right? Seattle in their last nine games in the first half has lost one. So Arizona's one and nine against the spread. Seattle's eight and one against the spread. But then when you go for Arizona on the road for the game, they're 10 and one against the spread. And in those, they've allowed 23 or less in 10 straight games and the 10 in the 10 covers. So they were 10 and one against the spread in all 10 of them. They only allow 23 points or less. And we talk about that magic number. If you hold teams to 20 points in the NFL, you're you're gonna do okay, yeah. More times than not, better than uh your screen is right now. Because Chris, I don't know if you see it, but he looks frozen on my end. Oh yeah, look how I, I, it's usually me, so I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> look how intent I look though at those numbers. You are you're, you're studying very very hard right now. Wow. The good thing is that we can still hear you. So that's that's yeah. all that really matters. And we can still see the wake and bake in the background. So that's the most important <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, this game threw me for a loop. The Panthers and the Rams, the Rams at home are favored by 10 points, but the over-under is 41 and a half. Those two things usually don't coexist. So basically they're saying the Rams are going to blow out the Carolina Panthers by not a ton of points, but enough to cover by 10. I think that should happen. 
I've been so thoroughly unimpressed with the Rams that I can't jump on that at all. And I can't jump on either direction either. I have no idea what the Carolina Panthers are going to come out and do with P.J. Walker and a new head coach. No clue. I know the Rams, they haven't gotten any reinforcements on the offensive line the last time I checked. So I can't really have the confidence in them going into this game. Oh, by the way, while they're going to play, Higby, Cooper Cup, their entire offense so far this season, eh, they're a little banged up too. Staying away from this game. What about you, Chris? I'm in the same boat. I look at this game as a super trap game. The Rams, you know, should be the more talented team, the Super Bowl contending teams. But what you're seeing with your eyes is just not what you want to see for a team. I hate their body language. I hate how they're able to block it. And I do think they should be able to win this game. But the Rams, they actually put away somebody they're supposed to beat or score you know, even multiple touchdowns as a stretch right now. So I'm not going to bank on them doing anything. But having said that, on the flip side of it, I can't bet Carolina plus 10 either. Well, no. Well, because here's my thing. I, my, we all know P.J. Walker sucks. I mean, we, we see this, right. we've seen the show before. But what we were seeing from Baker Mayfield, him sucking actually could be an upgrade. So I don't even know what the, how they fathom them into my equation of what they could be. What are you, what are you seeing, Chaz? The only uh, data I have is on Carolina. I, I looked at this with my own eyes. I saw 11 L's out of 12 games for the second half and for the game. So they in their second half, they're 1-11 against the spread. And for the game, they're 1-11 against the spread. I still didn't circle the Rams. <laughs> and that should tell you all you need to know. So let's move on to a more exciting game. The game, of my opinion, the game of the week. I can't wait. I can't believe it's a 4 o'clock game. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills. Bills on the road and favored. Minus two and a half, over under set at 54. I like the Bills at a minus two and a half. In fact, so much so. Walk them in. It's a lock. The Bills are the better team. It's not just about the offense. I know Kansas City's good. They come back from behind, everything else. This game, you're talking about, they just got to win by a field goal first and foremost. But they are the better team on both sides of the ball. And because Kansas City... They don't have that home run threat. They can't hit that big play. So if the Buffalo Bills defense bogs them down early, it's going to be hard, I think, for the Chiefs to consistently move the ball without having a home run threat to be able to go to. I think that kills them in this game ultimately, and that's why I'm locking in the Bills, covering this game by two and a half points. Well, you had number one pass defense in Buffalo, a team that has not been giving up points or hemorrhaging yards despite having kind of the banged-up secondary that they had. You have a Chiefs team that doesn't throw the ball to the receivers, just inside the guys. So it'll be interesting to that matchup. I'm one – I would have bet this game if the Chiefs were the dog. I was hoping they were going to be the dog at home because then I thought they would, you know – well, well, I thought the home. Chiefs were going to be. I'm sorry, the favorite. I'm sorry. I just want to say the opposite. I hope yeah. they're being the favorite. Buffalo's going to be the dog, so I could pick Buffalo because I like Buffalo exactly for all the reasons you're saying. I just know the Chiefs, when they're not the, the favorites necessarily at home, they tend to play pretty well. I don't know if that number showed that or not, but I just tend to feel that the Chiefs are a team that I don't want to mess with when they're actually a dog at home. Yeah, the only data on this game is second-half data. And it says that Buffalo in their last 10 in the second half are 9-1 and one against the spread. Seattle, uh, Seattle uh, Kansas City in the second half in their last nine games, seven of them have gone over the number. Yeah, I've got that game as a question mark. Um, I just, I, you know, I, these last three games we're going to talk about, I've got question marks. I'm probably going to bet them all three of them, but I don't know who yet. Well, let's talk about one of those games. We'll talk about Dallas and the Eagles. And this is another line that's moved and actually moved a little bit in my favor. I'm taking Dallas as my underdog pick of the week, which I'm four and one on, by the way. 
plus six and a half for Dallas now against the Philadelphia Eagles. This game's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a slobber knocker defensive fest, you know, not a lot of points being had, tough NFC East battle, or the Eagles are going to blow them out. It's going to be one of the two ways. I think Dallas's defense is too good to allow that to happen right now. The Eagles' offensive line is a little bit banged up, which makes this thing a little bit more interesting in my eyes. Cooper Rush has played well enough to make me think he can keep this game close. That's why I love Dallas. I don't, I don't think the Eagles are going to beat them by a touchdown. I love them plus six and a half in this game. I think the Eagles win, but I think the Dallas Cowboys cover. And I got them as an underdog pick of the week. Go ahead, Chris. No, I like that. And I, I want to go with you as well. I've kind of seen this you know, show before. But the one thing that worries me is that when it comes to Dallas, as you alluded to the second part, Eagles tend to just beat the hell out of them no matter what. Even if you know Dallas has something to play for, Eagles has owned them as of late. I think Dallas has a defense to kind of hang in this game. They have to been playing, I think, as you alluded to, the offensive line for the Eagles is banged up. Dallas should be in this game. I like them to kind of keep it close. But I also have seen too often living in the area that you know the rivalry is not quite a rivalry that it used to be. Dallas is asking by usually by Philly. Jazz, what are you saying? Well, I'm seeing A, that Nora, my hairdresser, does a pretty good job. Because as my hair it was down like this for this <laughs> a long part of the show, I was checking it out. And she does. So if you're watching, I don't think she bets. She's an older lady. If you're watching, are you doing a great job? And thank you, StreamYard. They apologize. They had a little apology on the screen. Sorry, we lost your background there for a minute. But uh, the Dallas in the first half, 9-2 and two against the spread in their last 11. Road games in our last 11 road games. Guess what they're spread? I'm going to ask Chris. Chris, road games. Dallas Cowboys last 11. What is their number against the spread? Road games. Last 11. I'm going to go four and seven. I don't know. Ten and one. Wow. Good. Well, if you look, they're they're doing well. They're they're four and one. They're winning a lot of games. What's their uh, what's their record on the spread? Four one against the spread this year, yeah. So uh, when we go to Philly, though, listen to Philly. First half five and zero against the spread. Well, you know they're undefeated. That makes sense. Philly at home uh, over six of their last seven have gone over. So, yeah, I I don't think that anybody right now is six points better than that Dallas defense. I really don't. I think this may be uh, from a question mark. It might have slid right over to a money line play. I like it. Nice. I want I want to nice. take him out right, but too, but just for the sake of my underdog pick, I was going to take the points. But yeah, there's a part of me that kind of wants to take this outright. But well, I I'm do. Just so you know, I I almost never. If I have you on the money line, I'm going to have you with the points too. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's absolutely. But smart. but it is sweet. I like I said I hit it, I I pushed, but I got a three. I hit two of three out of three team. It was really sweet. Dallas was the third one. All right, our last game. Unfortunately, we have yet another primetime matchup where I have to look at Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett's dumb faces. Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Broncos plus four and a half. This line's actually moved because this was three earlier in the week. Now it's minus four and a half in favor of the Chargers moving ever so heavily into their favor in L.A. I'm taking the Chargers. There's more to be excited about, more like about what their team has done, which has underachieved in its own right, by the way then watching the Denver Broncos struggle to put up 16 points in a game. Okay? So I'm taking the Chargers. Minus four and a half. Not locking it in for the week, but a pretty good, pretty strong feeling for that one. Go ahead, Chris. No, I like it, and that's definitely a good pick. Um, I'm going to go opposite, and it's kind of just a feeling, but I think because the Broncos have no reason to win, uh, Russ Wilson's going to try to justify his shot. 
that he got the magic going to fix his, you know, his, his ability to suck. Um, but I think that this team is a you bad matchup for the Chargers. I didn't know they had shots. Yes, for I know. They might grow a couple <laughs> inches, but um, no, I do think it's a bad matchup overall for the Chargers. They have been really poorly on defense. It's been banged up. You can run the ball on them. If, and I know this is a big if, the floor just gets out of his own way for more than two seconds and actually calls a couple running plays consistently. Mm-hmm. This team can hang around. The Denver's defense has been playing his butt off this entire season. Charger offense really hasn't found his niche without Keenan Allen. I think Denver is going to be my upset pick of the week. There's a million dollar question. If he can get out of his own way, <laughs> Chaz, what do you think? Denver in their last nine, two and a, two and seven against the spread on the road in their last eight, one and seven against the spread and the chargers in their last 11 games have scored 12 or more points in the first half in nine of 11. I, I this is another one. I've seen Denver. Well, how many times? Three times now they've shoved them down our throat in prime time, I think, right? Ten more. You got ten more coming, so get ready. And and how's anybody not five points better than Denver? I agree. Totally agree. It's been brutal. So, yeah. Um, we'll get to our parlay bets. I'll let you guys think about it for a minute as I go through my prop bets. And, Chris, you can help me out here. So, first up. I got Marcus Mariota, 17 and a half completions. Hey, I, can I Ted, can I Ted, interject Ted. For, for just a second? Go ahead. Only because I got to go to the airport to pick up my sister. Can can I give you my play yes, and then you ahead. guys move on with your sure. lives? And, and I'll say thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. So so I, I, I've got three games I'm looking at. Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, and Arizona. They're all road teams. So I'm getting a little less, giving a little less points. But... You know, I'm I'm hesitant with Chris. What he said in Cincinnati, and and if I pick Arizona and Brady does what Brady should do, I'll be sick. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay is my pick for the parlays. Okay, so you take a Tampa Bay minus nine and a half. Yep. Uh, my lock bet is going to be the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. That's going to be my lock bet for the parlay. Chris, how about you? I was hoping I was going to get that. That easy one that Chaz just stole from me, so I'm not really sure what my lock bet's going to be. I'll have to think about it for a second because that's why I was. I, I love the Tampa Bay one. What about um, the 49ers? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put no. I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna go out my limb. I just I'm gonna think logic kicks into a degree. I'm not gonna be afraid of of wink, and I'm gonna go with the Ravens as my lock bet of the week over the Giants because reality will return at some point. I like it. <laughs> I like that. What's that six? That's that's. Uh... Five and a half, I thought it was. Five and a half, yes. The rate was five and a half. All right, gentlemen. Great, great week again now. Chris and I are 4-0 in the last two weeks, so we're going to come back 6-0. Let's go, Buffalo. All right, babe. We'll talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chaz. Chaz. Again, Chaz Flaherty of Wake and Bake. Make sure you go ahead and check him out. We're going to wrap up the show real quick, but first, Chris, all right, let's go through these prop bets. So I have Mariota, 17 and a half completions. At minus 115, and I'm taking the under on that. I can't believe his completions are even that high on his prop bet because he's only throwing the ball 17 times and you're playing against San Francisco 49ers. So I feel really good about that being my under this week. I'm going to go with the I think that's a good bet. I think that he can get close. Um, I think they'll throw the ball to move the ball versus his team because it's not easy to run versus the 49ers. Well, that's kind of my concern. Why I think it's not a bad bet because what I've seen in this Atlanta offense and Arthur Smith in particular, I don't disagree with you, is could be a punt fest. I'm not excited for that passing opportunity, so I think it could be a good bet. I say the same game for my next prop, um, prop bet. Just Jeff Wilson, who's been excellent, 63 and a half rushing yards, and I'm taking the over against Atlanta. Yeah, I love that. Boring an injury. Or, you know, Tevin Coleman decides to still continue to be doing Tevin Coleman weird stuff all of a sudden. Um, 
There's no reason Jeff Wilson can easily get 63 yards versus a team that is definitely giving up pass, rushing yards. I'm sorry. It's their running attack. Raheem Mostert, 13 and a half carries. I'm taking the over the way he's taking over this back, this backfield against Minnesota with Skylar Thompson at the quarterback position. Yeah, unless there's some kind of news change. I think the, all you saw this week was him basically getting kind of rested because they were going to be on using him again this week. So I think that's going to be, definitely be a lock. You've seen him get the carries. You've seen him get the touches. Uh, we talked about earlier, game script doesn't seem to matter. He's going to get probably 13 hands-offs. So lock it in. And my last lock prop bet of the week, Daniel Jones, 201 and a half passing yards. And I got the under because he's only eclipsed 200 yards once so far this season. Look, I'm already going to stick out to my neck when the Ravens are going to win. I want to just stick with that. I don't want to bet anything else crazy because I just feel like the Giants are just against whatever I decide should be luck to happen. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get all of our content as it becomes available to you. Download us on the Fox D Network app to catch us on demand on your LG, Roku, Samsung, and Fire TV devices. And, of course, stay up to date with the show while you're on the go and download us on your favorite podcast app and give us a five-star review. Check us out for our DraftKings lineups and our Flex Fantasy Challenges when you go to at Show on social media. We'll be back on Monday night with, or at least I will be, with the Sunday Funday recap like we always are every single week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check it out. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you all real, real soon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 